actually sound good, so. <laughs> Guys, is that, like, what am I gonna say after all those sessions? Right? Okay, maybe not. Um, <laughs> no, um, I've been blessed myself. It's always a blessing to see people use their gifts. Um, from the beginning with Kevin, Kevin was amazing. Amen. God used him yes. tremendously. Amen. Amen. Meryl's in it. <laughs> then uh, after that we had uh, we had Cynthia. Amen. Everybody celebrated menstruation and period that morning. Praise God. Some of you may still be kind of weirded out by that, but I'm very happy. Uh, it, it hasn't been easy, by the way. Uh, she's, she's still in the room. Jesus. Oh, I love you, honey. Love you. I had to go to the store and make a run, if you know what I mean. Uh, husband duties. And then, uh, and then we had Dennis, Jackie, and Misha tear it up in the other room. Dennis, Dennis was mad. He was angry hitting stuff. Yes. <laughs> other, other people call it passion. Uh, it was awesome. Jackie was trying to be loud with her little voice. Now she's awesome. Misha is awesome. They're all dressed the same today. The angels. The Anaheim angels are here with us today. The heavenly angels are here with us today. And then, uh, and then Danny, I, I was with the kids serving and then I had a chance to come in for the last part with Danny and that was enough. Me and Danny tore it up. Um, God tore it up. Amen? Praise God. Give God a hand for I got my, uh, my pretty preaching shirt on today. So I know the anointing is just all over this, this shirt. Um, let me start by, by telling you a story about my own testimony that just that I just went through not too long ago. Cynthia touched on it in her session, and I have been attacked for about three weeks straight. And it's kind of silly when you hear Christians say that kind of stuff. It almost feels like we shouldn't be attacked because the power that we hold within us. But the matter of fact is that there's an enemy that just doesn't like us very much. And he doesn't want us to, to know how powerful we are. He wants to make us feel powerless. And he fooled me. And you know the problem with those things is that not that the enemy is attacking you. That's never going to stop. <laughs> the problem is that we believe what he's preaching. That's the problem. That's, that was my problem. That I believe what he was preaching to me. There's always two sermons in life. Okay? God's and the other guy who's defeated. When David stood before Goliath, Goliath told David, 
I'm going to kill you and I'm going to feed you to the dogs. Yes, come on. He was preaching, he was prophesying to David, quote unquote. David stood up and said, not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to chop your head off with your own sword. That's right. Because <laughs> David knew the power that he had through God. Yes. And he defeated Goliath that day. So there's always two sermons. There's always Goliath telling you, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm more powerful than you. And therefore you're going to fall. And then there's the other one, the small, still voice, the subtle voice that says, no, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Praise God. All right, let's, let's get into it. Thank you, David. Let's see. Let's see how that worked. Praise God for David. Um, so I, I have the privilege of ending... Um, this, this retreat called Grace Love Power. The way that Grace Love Power came about was first it was Grace and Love Church and it's always going to be Grace and Love Church. But one day I was driving and God was like, you, you know, I'm really proud of you. You're really doing what God has called you to do, what I've called you to do. And uh, you, you've come to an understanding of my new covenant. You've come to an understanding of grace. Obviously there's more. You've come to a certain understanding of my love and my, my intimacy with you. And I want to add power. I want you to notice and realize the power that you have. And so it was at the beginning of this year that God spoke that word to me. And here we are at the retreat, huh? End of last year. End of last year. That's why I looked at you. Yeah, thank you. End of last year. And throughout this whole year, God has been doing tremendous things, but I think tonight He's culminating, He's finishing the work and the word that He gave to my life last year, which was that grace, love, and power. And then Kevin took it and he just went more and more into it. Then we start talking and aiming all day and night. Oh, not night, all day. And just God just opened it up. So... I don't, I don't have a Bible verse yet for you. I want to just have a conversation with you. God told me as I was preparing for this, He said, you're going you're gonna to teach, you're going to preach, and then you're going to demonstrate. That's what He said. You're going to teach, you're going to preach, and then you're going to demonstrate. So we're going to talk just a few minutes. We're going to teach first, and we're going to preach together, both of us. We all have the same Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to preach, and then we're going to just demonstrate. Amen? Amen. Power. Power is a word that is used even in the natural. There's people with power. There's people that seek after power. But what is power in the natural? Somebody might say, well, power is a lot of responsibility. President Obama has a lot of power. He can push one button and everything's going to dust. There's a lot of power in that position that that man has. CEOs of companies can close full departments of certain areas of their company and put out of work and out of employment 2,000, 3,000 people. Man, that's powerful. In the natural, we can see power that way. 
that people with high positions have high responsibility. Honestly, I don't know if I could be the president of the United States. In 2008, when he became president, he looked young and vibrant. Now you look at him, hey, it's heavy up there. So that's what power looks like in, the, in just the natural, right? What does power look like in the church? And I'm not even talking the kingdom yet. I'm just talking the church. The church, the four walls is what I mean. When you walk into a church, what does power look like? Sometimes for the most part, in a lot of our experiences, power looks like anger. Power looks like control. Power looks like, sounds like, feels like abuse. Hello? Sometimes in the church, right? Some other times, not. There's exceptions and there's very vibrant churches that I believe I'm a part of. Amen. That allow people to use their gifts and that all of us are powerful here. Not one is more powerful than the other. Amen. We all have different functions and positions and we're different members of the body. But all of us have the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave on the third day. And that's Amen. the Holy Spirit. Amen. All of us have that same Holy Spirit. You can get up here and give a message just like all of us have spoken Amen. and are speaking now this weekend. All of you can do that. Dennis was like, I've never been up here, but God spoke through you, Dennis. Because you have the same Holy Spirit. We all do. That's what power looks like sometimes in the church in the four walls. What does power look like in the kingdom now? Not the church, but the kingdom of God. In the kingdom, the Bible says, Jesus says, that the least is the greatest. That's what power looks like in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? That the least is the greatest. That if you become like a child... You would be the greatest in the kingdom. Amen? Amen? That is power in the kingdom. But where does power come from? How does power work? What does it look like? What is this whole thing about power? Because this retreat is called Grace Love Power. Amen? And Cindy talked about grace. Maddie talked about love. And apparently I'm talking about power. So that's what we're talking about. Amen? Amen. So where does power come from? Can anybody answer that for me? I didn't hear you, Blue. Holy Spirit, he says. Any other any other people? Huh? Jesus, okay? Jesus. God. Good answer. All of those people are the same person, so good answer. Exodus, don't go to this, but you can write it down if you're writing notes. Exodus 15, 6. I just want to read this to you. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. <laughs> Psalm 62, 11. David speaking says, God has spoken once. This is, this is kind of funny. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. I'm going to say that again because you didn't get it. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. Hallelujah. Heard what? 
the power belongs to God. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. That's how I want to hear God. Or He speaks once and I hear it twice. <laughs> that power belongs to God. I want to hear it twice, Lord. I want you to speak once and I want to hear it twice because I want the double portion. Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Have you ever felt weak? All three of us, we're humble guys. <laughs> he gives power to the weak. He gives power to you. Therefore, if you're weak, he gives power. So you're not weak because it's his power. It's a good math. See, he speaks once, you hear it twice, you feel weak, he's strong. I love this. This is great stuff. I'm teaching right now. I'll get to the preaching in a sec. And you can wake up and I'll start yelling and all that good stuff. In the New Testament, Jesus gives power to his disciples. Amen? Amen. Same thing. Luke 9.1. I'm not going there, just you can write it down. Luke 9.1. He says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power Hallelujah. and authority Hallelujah. over all listen oh my gosh over all demons Come on. and to cure all diseases Amen. not just the cold and the flu those are fun oh cancer rebuke it in Jesus name all diseases Luke 9.1 He called his 12 disciples gave them power and authority over all demons and all diseases. Amen? Amen. Alright. Now let's go to the Bible together. Okay? Luke chapter 24. And I'll give you the verse in a second. When you have it, loud amen. Luke 24. Twenty-four, you there? Yes. yes. Amen. Let me read the NLT version. Actually, let me read the New King James. Sorry, take the woo back. <clears throat> okay. You there? Verse forty-nine. It says, "Behold." Thank you. Behold. I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. He's telling his disciples, wait together in Jerusalem. Wait because I'm going to send the promise. And the promise is going to give you power from up there, from heaven. I'm going somewhere. We were in a meeting. And something new happened to me. And it scared me. I have a couple stories myself tonight. We were in a meeting. Preparing for the retreat. We had 
three meetings. One, no, we had four. One was for like, hey, what are we gonna buy and the shirts and whatever. The other three meetings were about each topic, grace, love, power. In my session, which was power, God just did something new that I want to impart to you today. And it was a collective. It wasn't something that, oh, Mario just has great, like, oh my God. It was all of us as a collective. And we, I want to impart that to you today. So I really want you to capture this, okay? So that was Luke 24, 49. Jesus is telling his disciples, wait in Jerusalem together, because I'm sending the promise. He's going to give you power. We're good? An encounter with the Holy Spirit brings many things. We talked about gifted. Remember the, the gifted series? We talked about how we were gifted by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For those of you that were there, it was a blessing. I believe that God empowered you through those sermons. That He told you, like, you are gifted. It's time that you use your gifts. He empowered you. And I believe that's why the enemy wanted, wanted to make me feel powerless. So that I would feel like I didn't have strength. But he was making you feel empowered. The Lord was. So I believe that when we have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, he brings a lot of things. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But one of the things that he brings is power. Amen? Amen. In Acts 1, 8, you don't have to go there. I'm going to read it. I'm still setting this up. So don't get bored yet. It says, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, in our language it would be like, of me, in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. 1 Corinthians, don't write it down. I'm just giving you a teaching right now. I'm going to get to it. Don't worry. 1 Corinthians 4.20 For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 1 Corinthians 4.20 For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Amen. So what is the kingdom of God? Power. Power. Not word, not talk. If you read another version, the NLT version, it says that. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. We could do a lot of blah, blah. Not a lot of walking. A lot of talking. Not a lot of walking. God wants to bring us to more walking. Now it's always by grace. That's why grace was first. That's why love came next. And then power is saying it's time to walk it out. Walk it out by grace. Walk it out by His love. Because the kingdom of God is not a lot of talk. It's power. Living it. So power is important. Amen? Do we agree? Amen? Amen. Alright, I'm going to make a statement right now. It's going to change everything. Power is not a big deal in heaven. Amen? Amen. 
something we discovered in, in, in our meeting as we were talking. In heaven, there's power. Do you agree? Yeah. But it's not a big deal. I don't want to diminish it either. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's natural. That's what I'm saying. It's normal. It's something that continuously happens. God's power in heaven is regular. Do you have to think about breathing? I hope not. I, no. Okay, good. You know, if you start thinking about breathing, you're going to trip yourself out. You're going to go crazy. You're going to be like, my lungs, oh my God, how are they working? You don't think about it. You just breathe. Do you? Amen? Hello? So power in heaven is like breathing on earth. So when we tap into the power of God, we're saying this is my natural state. This is how I'm supposed to walk. This is how powerful I actually am. It's as easy as breathing. It's natural in heaven. It's not a big deal, but I believe, I believe, as he did with me and the people that were helping the speakers, God set us up. Oh, you are about to, you are, you have been set up and you don't even know. (laughs) You have been set, I was set up. For the kingdom of God is not just talk, it's living by God's power. But you know what, guys? Here's the setup. Power is beautiful and it's amazing. And we have it. But we fail. And we ignore where power comes from. Let me say it this way. I don't want to talk about power. I want to talk about someone. And that someone is the Holy Spirit. It's not about what. It's about who. A lot of us as Christians, we want to see the what happened. We want to see the what happened. But what God wants is for us to know the who so the what can happen. It's not about the, tell your neighbor, it's not about the what. It's not about the what. It's not about the what. Tell them it's about the who. It's about the who. All right. So I repeat, it's not about the what, it's about the who. Amen? We are no longer under the law of Moses, but we are guided, the Bible says this, by the law of the Spirit. In other words, the law, what it did, it would demand from you. Amen? Look at what the law would do. It would say, thou shalt not, like, don't kill, don't covet, don't lie. It would demand perfection from you. Amen? Amen. Okay. 
grace, the Spirit, the law of the Spirit, is not demand. It's supply. Amen. Supply. Here. Bless you. It's supply. It's not... It's not... Oh, yeah, I wrote it. Law told you not to kill. But it never told you to love. Law told you don't kill. But the Spirit shows you how to love. You see the difference? So some of us are living, oh, I don't want to hate. I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. But the Spirit wants to show you what He wants to show you with supply. He wants to show you the what. When you get to know the who, you'll, get to, you'll do the what. It'll be easy to do the what. But we fail and we miss the who. So the retreat has an actual verse that we chose for it. And many of you probably don't know it. You forgot. <laughs> it's okay. I found this verse and I was like, oh, Jesus. All three of them are in there. Second Corinthians 13, 14. Let's go to it. Second Corinthians 13, 14. So when you have it, please say amen, please. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else have it? Amen. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. I'm going somewhere with this. It's, oh, it's almost next. I just want to get through this. And it says like this. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So the grace of the Lord Jesus, we saw that grace was Jesus, the love of God, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Another translation would say the friendship or the communion with the Holy Spirit. So you see how sometimes we fail to get to know the who, and we're always like, give me, give me the what, give me the what. And the who is right there like, I have all the what that you want. Yeah. <laughs> like unlimited supply. But you're asking for the what. When you should just follow the who. The Holy Spirit. Amen. And it will flow naturally. Remember, power in heaven is very natural. Yeah. It's like breathing on earth. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Who is this Holy Spirit? Is it just some ball of energy? Is it just some warm feeling we feel while we worship? Is it just these weird tongue things that we speak when we're worshiping and praying to God? Is it this dove that descended on Jesus? Yeah, the Holy Spirit must be a dove. That's what it is. The Bible says He came like a dove, guys. It doesn't say He is a dove. Amen? Amen. Pure like a dove. Sensitive like a dove. Beautiful. Uh, uh, pure like a dove. Amen? Amen. So who is this Holy Spirit? I want to get to know Him. Because says, it says fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Mm -hmm. Alright, let's preach now. First of John, chapter 5. If you see someone next to you without a Bible, can we get some sharing going on, please? Because I want to make sure that we all read this part. 
First of John, chapter five. I'll let you know what verse right now. Just say amen when you have chapter five. Amen. First of John, chapter five. And you're saying amen, and I'm gonna drink some water. It's about to get crazy. Amen? amen? Can you just say a loud amen? Amen. That was weak. Amen. Oh, thank you. A loud amen. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So you're at 1 John chapter 5? Yes. And uh, praise Jesus. Uh, verse, you ready? Verse 7. Yes. Verse 7. You there? Amen. For there are three. Listen, read this with someone, please. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Verse 8. And there are three that bear witness on earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. <laughs> In heaven there are three. On earth there are three. In heaven they bear witness. Of what? Of the finished work of Jesus Christ. On earth there are three. And they agree as one. And they bear witness of what? Of the finished work of Jesus Christ. God told me, teach my children to live this out. As he is, so are we in this world. Teach them how to live this out. You're going to learn that today. Here's heaven. With the Trinity. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here's earth where we are. Spirit, blood, and water. Let's see if you guys pass the test. Can anybody tell me? Those of you that are good at math. <laughs> what is the common denominator I can't hear you alright I got you confused with the whole math thing I got you confused Let's, I want remember demonstration I'm going to show you the father the son and the holy spirit are in heaven we agree so far on earth, there are also three, a little different. The spirit, the blood, and the water. What's common between them? The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The spirit. The Holy Spirit is common between heaven and earth. Did you hear that? The Holy Spirit is common in heaven and in earth. Should we get to know this?
so? He's both in heaven and in earth. Together. Now what's interesting is that in heaven they agree, they are one. In, he in heaven they are one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit are one. On earth they agree as one. Totally different. They're not one, but they agree as one. It's the Word, the water, and the Spirit. I believe that the blood is God's grace in our life. I believe that the blood has justified us of our sin. I believe that it has cleansed us and taken away our sin. Not of our works, but of something that He did on the cross. I believe that the blood was poured to cleanse us from our sin, to give us favor, and for us to enter into the Holy of Holies, into His presence. Jesus. I believe that the water is His Word. It's the intimacy that we have with God where He's continuously washing us and renewing our mind. And the Spirit, oh, the Spirit is the Spirit, is the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that I haven't done in a while. Can I get Kevin, Ancho, Meryl, Johnny, and Blue? Okay. <laughs> Kevin, you're going to be the father. You're going to be the son. You're going to be the Holy Spirit. You're going to be the blood. You're going to be the water. I want you to hold hands. Hold hands. I just, I, you need to get this tonight. Because we have, we halfway get it sometimes. We need to get this full picture. Okay? So the father, Father Kevin, no. The father, <laughs> the father, the son, the Holy Spirit, what did I say you were? The blood? And the water. Amen? Amen? This is what God told me in my room where I just, I almost died. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one moving in heaven and on earth right now. Jesus said, I have to go up and prepare a place for you so that the Spirit can come down and be with you as the promise. You understand that? So it's the Spirit that's here on earth right now. Amen? Amen? With us. That's why the Bible says to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, when you feel God in your worship and your prayer time, that's the Holy Spirit. You're feeling the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when the Holy Spirit moves, you guys follow the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moves towards you, don't let go of the hand. Don't let go. When the Holy Spirit moves towards you, move towards you, surely. The Holy Spirit brings all of these. <coughs> Give that a hand. Now check this out. The Holy Spirit brings the revelation. This is a lot. I wish I could have a series of this. <laughs> The Holy Spirit brings the revelation of the good God that gave Jesus Christ 
that Jesus Christ died and rose again to give you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reminds you of what Jesus did with his blood and on top of that, the washing with the water of his word. Amen? In heaven, they agree, they are one, excuse me. And on earth, they agree as one. The power that the Holy Spirit has is huge power. Huge power. But God set us up. Don't make it about power. Although your shirt says grace, love, and, and power. Don't make it about power. Make it about the Holy Spirit. Make it about Him. That's right. Because then everything will flow naturally. See, we're able to, to use power because grace gives us that ability. And the Holy Spirit says, use it. Walk. Have visions. Have prophetic word. Have word of knowledge. I have power for you. But have fellowship with me. I have tons for you to supply to you, but have fellowship with me. I want to I want to free you. I want to I want to take the doubt away. I want to give you anointing. I want to give you word of knowledge. I want to give you words so you can speak to my people. But have friendship with me. Sometimes what happens is for a lot of people, we go to him only when we need him. And that's what needs to change tonight. That we need to be with Him all the time because through Him we will see the more. Through Him we will see the signs, the wonders, the things that, that a lot of us desire to see. But it's through Him, it's through knowing Him, the Holy Spirit that comes from heaven and says, I know what the Father is thinking about you. I have the revelation that you desire. I have the power that you desire. But it's not about putting power on a pedestal and saying, I want to be this powerful guy or, or woman or I want to have this power. No, it's about putting God, the Holy Spirit, up on that pedestal and saying, I want to know you. Amen. Because through knowing you, I have victory. Through having relationship with you, I can see and act upon that power. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the only one, the only one, listen to this, the only one, the Bible says, who knows the mind of God. He knows you. The Holy Spirit knows you and He wants you to have friendship with Him so that He can use you, so that He can use you through these gifts, so that He can give you the power, so that He can give you the what. He wants you to get to know the who. I was at home. It had been uh, like two weeks uh, or the... Th I don't even know how many weeks it was. And I was laying on, on my sofa and, and I was facing I was facing the, the living room and had one of the scariest things happen to me in a good way by the way 
I was between like awake and asleep. Have you guys ever been there before, yeah. amen? And I was I was just laying there. And, and I was like half asleep, half awake. Very conscious of, of my surroundings. It wasn't like like a vision or, or like a dream. And I I'm laying, let's say, there, and I see I see a, ro a white robe. And I see that they take a step. He takes a step. His sandal, I see his sandal and the white robe. And I it, it wasn't it wasn't dreaming or vision. It was right there. And that's what scared me. That's what made me go, oh gosh, what was that? Lord, I don't know. Give me some time here. Let me drink some water. <laughs> Ever since we had that meeting, the Holy Spirit has become not just this thing, but the person of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that's here on earth. I want you to picture this with me as we finish. The disciples were in love with Jesus. Amen? Amen. They loved Jesus. Some had a weird way of showing it. Judas, you know, had a weirder way of showing it. He always gets it in on a joke. Um, but you know John, you know Peter, you know, they, they loved Jesus. They... Peter, you know, Peter didn't want Jesus to go to the cross, and he kind of got in trouble for that. And the night that Jesus is going to die, Jesus knows he's going to get crucified. Think about this. They were with Jesus Christ, not, you know, Mario for three years. They were with the Jesus Christ. For three and a half years. And on the night. That he's telling them. I'm, I'm, that's it. I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to die. Think of how they felt. Think of how scared they were. Think of how scary that was. That he was saying. I am leaving you. You have seen me. But I am going away. And they're like, no, but what do you mean you're leaving? What do you mean you're, you're, you're going to die? What do you mean? But, uh, who's going to be with us? They were terrified. They were scared. And God, Jesus, keeps telling them, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. And they keep saying, I'm scared, I'm scared. I read... We're going to read it right now. I read John chapter 14 one night that I was up and I was reading it. And I felt the emotion of what the apostles were feeling that night. I felt like, wow, these men were terrified of losing Jesus. Let's read it. John chapter 14. The importance of the Holy Spirit. You have it, amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. Listen to what Jesus starts with, okay? 
That's how you know something's up. Just the way the verse starts. Boom! The chapter. We're going to read the whole thing, so some Bible reading tonight. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Yeah. Believe also in me. And he tells them, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. In other words, right now they're in intimacy, okay? They're having an intimate moment with Jesus Christ. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. He's like, I'm not leaving forever. I'm coming again. Mm -hmm. And receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. Listen, he tells them, in the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. He's scared, y'all. He's scared. He's terrified. And how can we know the way, Lord? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Praise God. Then Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And it will be enough or sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the work, works themselves. Are we understanding how fearful they sound? How scared they must feel? Most assuredly, verse 12, I say to you, he who believes in me, this is, oh, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. That's key. We're going to do greater works because he goes to his Father? You would think the opposite. We're going to do greater works because he's staying. But he's saying, Yo, you're going to do greater works because I'm leaving. Why? And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. Listen, and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth. 
whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him, not it, him, nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not, this is my favorite part, leave you orphans. I will come to you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, the Helper is coming. I'm leaving. You're scared. But I'm not leaving you orphans, my disciples, my sheep. Listen to me. You are not going to be alone. I have done great works. But when I go to my Father, because you have the Holy Spirit, you will do greater works. Yes. You are not an orphan. You are not alone. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Now at this moment, the Holy Spirit had not descended yet. And He was not within them. But today, in 2014, the Holy Spirit is within us. Amen. He lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit, as I was fellowshipping with Him, He told me, there's a lot of spirits who are holy. They're in heaven. The old women and men of faith that died before, they're in heaven. They're spirits who have been made holy. But there's only one Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and He is God. Hallelujah. He is our Lord. And as, as we fellowship with Him, as we have friendship with Him, we'll see that He is the connection between heaven and earth. We'll see that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. But here on earth, the Spirit is here also. And He's saying, I know what the Father thinks about you. I know what Jesus did for you. Here's the proof. Here's the blood. Here's the water. The Holy Spirit is the connection between heaven and earth. And as the disciples are like, I'm scared, Lord. I don't know what else, what's going to happen. He's telling them. I am in the Father and the Father in me. I go to prepare a place for you. You are not going to be orphans, my little children. The Holy Spirit will be with you. Not for ten minutes. Not for two hours in a service. Not for three or four hours, not for three days at a retreat. That's right. Forever. Amen. Forever. Amen. Forever. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. This is really good. A little while longer, verse 19. And the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me. And I in you, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. And Judas, 
not the Iscariot, not him, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will, uh, we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word with which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. And again, he tells them, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who, who the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Remember how the verse, the chapter started? So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's stop right there. Do you see the importance of the Holy Spirit? That the scared disciples, the apostles-to-be, were asking Him, Lord, where you're going, how do we get there? How do I know where you're going? And Jesus is like, I am the way. And he says, Lord, when are we going to see the Father? And he says, I am the Father. You see me, you see the Father. And then they say, Lord, how do we, how do we see the Father? How do we do greater works? And he tells them, when I leave to the Father, you're going to do greater works. Because the Holy Spirit is going to be with you. So it's not about the what, it's about the who. And that's who is the Holy Spirit to you. Have you had a chance, have you given time to fellowship with Him, to have friendship with the Holy Spirit? He wants to show Himself to you tonight. Tonight He wants to show Himself to you. And all those things that you've been asking for, He's going to give through knowing Him. The peace that abounds, the miracles, the signs, all those things, He's going to give to you tonight. Because He's going to show Himself to you tonight. And that's not just Word. That's Him, the Spirit. He desires to show Himself to you. So let's not make it about the what anymore. Let's stand up tonight and make it about the who. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Alright, I know it's kind of different. But I want you to just start talking to the Holy Spirit. Now, don't say, God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. I want to have friendship with you. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want you to guide me. You're the one that Jesus promised. Uh, 
Jesus Jesus promised you Holy Spirit Lord I've made it about the stuff and the what but Holy Spirit it's about you you are one with Father and Jesus and you agree as one with the blood and the water so you bring the mind of Christ you bring the heart of God and you bring the confirmation and the witness of what Jesus has done and I want to know you more Holy Spirit I want to be guided by you Holy Spirit I want you to tell me I want you to show me I want you to move me Holy Spirit just like Jesus was guided by you I want to be guided by you Holy Spirit listen to how powerful that is Jesus was guided and led by the Holy Spirit he was led by the Holy Spirit even to the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights so if Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit let's be led by the Holy Spirit so close your eyes oh Holy Spirit connection between heaven and earth that's why the kingdom is in the Holy Spirit he's the one that connects heaven and earth oh Holy Spirit how easy it will be to move in power when we know you because power in heaven it's natural, it's normal.